When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon. We hope everybody enjoyed the Alice Cooper episodes. Those are done. That was a huge project, and we just really hope that it doesn't matter what level of Alice Cooper fan you are, but we hope that everybody kind of rediscovered the catalog, heard some stuff that they didn't hear before, and enjoyed it. So for those who aren't the biggest Alice Cooper fans, totally cool. Hope you stuck around. We are going to get back to you know, the core of what the show's about. We're going to do a double shot episode. This is part three. We did two right before the Alice Cooper episodes. Got some great new music from bands like Anthrax, Megadeth, a couple other ones too. And we've also got some show reviews uh, contributed from Friends of the Show. We've got one of a Vol- recent Volbeat concert and one of a Hailstorm concert as well. So we may be doing more of this in the future, but we absolutely are not stealing this from another show that has geek in the title. So the first one is from friend of the show, Todd Cunningham, who's been active on our Facebook page, has commented that he's bought a lot of music as a result of our show, both from artists he's never heard of before or you know new music from established artists. And that's kind of what we want from the show. 
you know, we want to be that kind of the radio station that you wish, wish existed. So let's do some double shots. Baco, you want to go first? It's your turn, Luz. Oh, yes. Okay, cool. Well, I've mentioned this in, in passing before, and we just never got around to actually featuring them. And that is a, a band out of the UK, their, their debut album called Filthy Empire came out in 2013. And the band's name is Heaven's Basement. Remember me talking about them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Heaven's Basement is hell, dude. That's right. I I figured it out, the the idea. But, yeah, so this band is just a... a Or as Canadians call it, Minnesota. Boom! I'm going to actually add, for some of my bad jokes, and you were some cricket sounds during this episode (laughs) in certain parts. That's actually funny. (laughs) (laughs) So you'll you'll enjoy hearing that. Anyway, so... Bands out of the UK were were basically it seems like Sweden and UK produce a lot of kick-ass rock and roll bands these days, right? Yeah, I mean it's definitely Nothing out of Norway. Step it up, exactly. But no, you don't see you see more of the stuff that I enjoy than in the, in the US. You know, I'm going to start nitpicking the way you enunciate more. Things. You know, like more, more, <laughs> <laughs> more. Well, at least hey, at least at least I didn't say David LaRoth. David LaRoth. LaRoth. David LaRoth. Lee Roth. I'm just quipped with my Lees. It's Le. <sighs> okay, so anyway, this band's called Heaven's Basement. Heaven's they're out, Basement. They're out of the UK, and th- their their album, Filthy Empire, is just kick-ass, start, to, start to, to finish. I mean, it's 12 tracks. The production, it's not perfect. And what I mean by that, it's kind of loose, like you're loose. It's kind of like... Uh, nice. Like... Appetite for Destruction, kind of the that, yeah. that sound, which is not polished. Tight but open. Correct. You want to do some sex joke there? <laughs> no? no? Okay, we'll let it go. So the two tracks I'm going to feature, first off, this band is great. They got a lot of promotion from, they were on um, Red Bull Records and whatever that is. Yeah, that's the, what AWOL Nation is on. Really? Okay, so it's... That's I'm, how I got in, uh, in touch with them. Okay, well, that's... They got. I just remember them seeing seeing a lot of stuff out there. They got on a, a tour with Pretty Reckless. They're coming to Minnesota soon. I'll tell you that in a second. They. Then well, they you were, know. Then they're on um, a lot of fests the last couple of years, and you know they're really getting some. They, they had a, a number eleven track on mainstream rock or whatever like that. They were definitely getting some some traction. Some and heat. and then what do you think happened? Uh, they broke up. That's right. So they're done. So it's a it's a one and done band. And so are they coming to town or not? <laughs> Let me explain this. They are not. Okay, they are not. Okay, coming. was that so so hard to say? Jesus. So check this 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 band out. I cannot recommend them enough. This is one of my favorite picks of, of this episode. And the first song. By the way, this is why you support rock and roll. That's right. So you want to buy these, buy the whole album, but these are the two tracks I'm going to feature. One is called Welcome Home, which kicks off the album. And the second one is so ACDC that they actually have the lyrics, I am the AC and I am the DC in the lyrics. Kick-ass riff, just killer. I think they actually played both these tracks over the years on Decibel Geek, but I have to play these because these are one of my, two of my favorites on the album. So Kick-ass. What's kick. the second one called? It's a Welcome Home and I Am Electric. I'm electric! I am the newborn, I'm the creator, I am velocity, I am the rapture. 
Now that we got uh, that nonsense out of the way, heaven's basement, <laughs> um, 
Uh, and, you know, it also happens to be my favorite band. Um, but what do you got next for us? <laughs> You've never heard them before. Anyway. makes me sound like uh, I have a drinking problem. Okay, fine. So the next band is called The Treatment. And if you haven't heard this band, these they came out in 2012. And they actually opened for the, uh, whatever it was called, The Tour. When it had, uh, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. It was The Tour, oh, with, tour. Uh, the tour with Kiss and Motley Crue. When they yeah, did that, yes. That, okay. They played with uh, Slash. They've they've uh, gone on tour with Alice Cooper, Steel Panther. And they're basically these, I think at the time, they're like maybe not even all 20. It's a, it's a young band. And they okay. and so now they've they put out a couple albums. The first one was called This Might Hurt in 2011. It was okay. There's like a couple tracks on there. They're really good live. But then they put out a follow-up called Running With The Dogs, and it was horrible. It was like 17 tracks. Nothing was good. So I kind of just – actually, the Meister just did a review on them and, and kind of said the same thing, that, that as soon as he heard Running With The Dogs, kind of fell off his radar. They're definitely a classic rock, ACDC-ish band. Well, for Generation Me, Me which actually the album comes out as we record this, this Friday, the 18th of March. So it's just coming out. And this album, they got a new new singer. And I've heard four tracks that they've released prior to it. And they all kick ass. Really impressed. The, the one that I love the most on it, which has a riff so ACDC, just like I talked about for I Am Electric, <laughs> that, that I can imagine Angus duck walking all over the stage. It is a fucking killer riff. The chorus sticks in your head like you would not believe. It's called Let It Begin. And I'm also going to feature Bloodsucker on it, too. Bloodsucker. Bloodsucker. But we're talking about melodic, classic rock sounding, but from, you know, the new generation. Generation Me. Boners. Generation Me is the name of the album. Now, the only thing I'll tell you, too, is don't let the cover scare you because the cover of the whatever it is now, if you're not getting the CD, the, the cover you see on on. Spotify and iTunes is horrible. It has a is picture. It is as as like a, the album cover for Diamonds. <laughs> Which one? Oh God! It, it is. <laughs> it's. It, it may be. It's equal to that or worse. It. It has. It has a guy at a computer with like wires all hooked. You just like it's like a cartoon. Where again, and I'll go into this for another album coming up too. Is when you see these things come out, Baco, aren't you just fucking amazed? Like how many levels of management or anything go through and they finally get the red stamp on it and go, that's what we're fucking going with. That is what we're going to use. What about, is it better than riots fired on under <laughs> It's as bad as that. It's as bad. What is that thing, a squirrel or a, what, what is it? What is it? It's like a weird, like. Owl dog. <laughs> what was, was that? What was that in thing? front of a green screen of like some kind of weird? I don't even know if it's flames or lights. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Is it? What's that thing on the Super Bowl with the monkey baby? Oh, puppy monkey baby. Okay, it's like that, monkey right? Baby. It's just something monkey very baby. disturbing. So again, oh, um, puppy monkey baby. So let me for for those that want to go buy these songs. Shut the fuck up for a second. For those <laughs> for those that want to buy these songs, the band is called The Treatment. The album is called Generation Me. The two songs are Let It Begin and Bloodsucker. And it's brand new. It kicks ass. Here's so the treatment. If you want to buy the record, you have to go to Treatment? God damn it. Here's the songs.
Baco, I think we've come to the end. That's a lot of music we packed in here, huh? Yeah. Um, let's set the uh, double shots aside for a while. We'll come back to it, I don't know, two, three years, something like that. I, I think so. I think that was an excellent way of people seeing an hour plus worth of content and realizing that most of it is double music. Right? Enjoy. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of good music there. Um, it's the future of rock and roll. It's a little bit of the past of rock and roll, but whatever. Yeah. We're mostly, saving rock and roll. Mostly new. And, you know, no, I'm not going to end this episode yet because I cannot believe that I didn't want to include them. And I'm going to have you pick, we'll each pick a song from this album. But so here's a classic band, but that has a new album that I have been listening to so fucking much. I am so impressed with this, with this album. And that is the new Megadeth dystopia album. Oh, it is so good. I can, I, I, I have this thing I have vetted. It has stayed. There's only... I can cut like three songs off this album, but I, I'm pretty sure my penis knew what you were going to say before you said it. <laughs> what is it? What? Which songs? Or no? No, just that like it was like. Is he talking about Megadeth? You did. And then, like, okay. When you did, like my, it was just like it was like um, a, a total music boner. Carry on, my friend. I'm feeling uncomfortable. Like a lot of things you've said in the past, but we're going to move forward. That, that let's go back to the music. So. <laughs> I, I got to. I mean, the dystopia, the the title track we featured before, and it kind of reminds me of kind of like a, a a modern Hangar 18, just the way the song structure is, where the last two minutes is just yeah, fucking incredible I, I riffing. Felt that way too. You did okay. Um, and just pick something. I've I've got the one I know I'm gonna feature, but that but I mean, and I will tell you this much too. The this compared to, for me, if you look at this. I think we're gonna we should do kind of like a, a big four episode sometime too because well, that's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, it's very rare, especially for for like Megadeth. They fell off the radar for me for a long time. I mean, basically there was Endgame, then there was some misfires, and then before Endgame, there's a lot of misfires. And I liked you get, that. Realized I thought this record was a pretty good like it was almost like Endgame and um, uh, Rust in Peace kind of tied together. 
yeah, I, I would say it's that plus a little bit of um, because I, I like a lot of the stuff from the '90s, you know, when they were less mm-hmm. thrashy and more whatever you want to oh, say. I love cryptic writings and uh, countdown. Perfect, because that's the song. I'll just lead with that one. The track that I'm going to the, the thing about this album too, I think it's funny. The titles are kind of funny to me, and the, yeah. the, the one the one of the funnier titles on the album is probably. I don't know if it's my favorite song, but it's definitely up there. And it's because it 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 basically to me it's like a more kick-ass version of Trust, which I've always liked too. And that is Poison of Shadows. Nice. Because that, that the chorus is just awesome. The build-up. The only part I'm not totally thrilled with that is that not because it's piano, it just kind of kind of sounds goofy with them talking, whatever he's doing at the end, the last like thirty or forty I seconds. Yay! I love you. <laughs> whatever, like that. He's like a crooner near the end. But whatever, <laughs> that is just a. Do do you see the trust comparison? I don't know if that. I do. Yeah. No, yeah. And and he is great. Quite, fucking song. Yeah. You like it? Good. Um, so you pick yours. Well, that was gonna be my pick. Really? But okay. It's my next pick, really easy. Good. It's gonna be the threat is real.
get this album i mean it is definitely the most and it's not because this all say this it's, too it's a nice little cross blend of like if, if everything you're really a 90s fan uh it has uh, some stuff for you but actually i think it really if you're more into their thrashier heavier i don't know that whatever they speed metal stuff i think it's, it's closer to that than it is like say cryptic writings but right it oh. still gives you elements of everything and i don't know i i it, it's i i Boy, I love Endgame a lot. It's difficult for me to put that ahead of this one. No, I think um, I think this one is better than Endgame. It might be yeah. just because, um, or equal, because Endgame had a little bit of variety too. But the, you know what it is. I wanted to say this though. It's you know how people Endgame say may have been the best start of a record on the planet. Of the oh Earth. yeah, that that one's that one's excellent. I think the one-two punch of the threat is real and dystopia is, is the best since I think I said that since um you did yeah, and then that was perfect way to say it yeah since uh, uh Holy Wars and. Uh, Hangar 18. It's like a boom, boom. You can't, like me, I can't listen to those songs without hearing both for whatever reason. I can't listen to Hangar 18 without masturbating. Long sigh. Long sigh. All right. Long sigh. But yeah, man. So, but, but again, I, I keep trying to get to my point. You keep taking me away from it. When people say, like, oh, this is a return to form just because it's thrashy, that's not why I like this album. I like this album because they are well... I even disagree with it. Huh? I even disagree. I actually disagree with that statement. No, I'm, mean, say, I'm saying no, that a lot yeah, of times... I know you... Whatever, go ahead. I'm saying that the reason I like this album is because they're well-written fucking songs. Yes. That, that, that It's not because... But a lot of the ignorant fucks out there sometimes say, oh, they tried something different, so now I hate it. No. Trying something different and suck is like risk. That is a, that is a... It doesn't matter how you slice and dice it, those are bad songs. I don't care that they try to do something different. They try to do something with cryptic writings. There's a lot of good songs on there. Do you know what I'm saying? Like these... Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. It's one of my biggest bitches with people who are fans of rock and roll or hard rock is that like... Um, anytime any ch- any change is made, they it's automatically shot down. And anytime something is similar to the past, they automatically tie it into it. Good songs are good songs. Bad songs are bad songs. Good songs by bad people don't sound good. Correct. But moving on, so the other one that just came out that you know we've that amazingly was, and this is no secret because I've seen it in reviews. That somehow leaked two months earlier than its release, and they put oh, all kings. Yes, for that one. Um, not my favorite track on there, by the way. Yes, or I you like, like that one? You like that one? I okay. do. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. It's it's like, like an Iron Maiden ish track to me. Hmm. But right. uh, little anyway. So point being is, I got this one, and you know, I'd heard Megadeth first, so then I heard this, and that was almost. You know, I didn't want to 100% compare it, but of course you're going to from those type of bands right. as far as a, a work. Um, loved worship music. Loved it. Okay? Thought that was a great album. And you know, what, were your, what were your thoughts on this album? Um, yeah, it's not as good as worship music. Let's put it that way. It's good. I like it. For me, I think the reason they called it Four Kings is they, they are, they are uh, meant, 
It's, it's called Four All Kings. It should have been called Four Kings to represent the four good songs on it. <laughs> that, that's that's kind of my vibe on it. I I can tell you the songs I like right away, but I've already got my pick. It, it just I can't get past about the midway point. It just I don't know. It's just not there. I will say this: me. when you listen to worship music, you can actually see them kind of picking and choosing songs and, and throwing them into the set list at random points, you know, for, for, for a much time to come. I don't see them playing almost anything off this record after this tour. Yeah. Um, well, there, there's a couple songs I really, really like, but they, but like what we were talking about where I said, let's put this on pause and, and pick it up at the next section is, I had no interest in this album because of the first single, and that was Evil Twin. Right. Okay? That did not hook me, just the same way as uh, the Megadeth, uh, whatever it's called. Whatever that track was that they put out first, hmm? Track three or four, I can't remember. I don't don't have it in front of me. But uh, did you did you like Evil Twin or not? Nope, no, didn't really care for it. Right. So, and but uh, what are the songs you like? Oh well, I like You Gotta Believe. I like Monster at the end. Love You Gotta Believe. Fucking love that. I love the breakdown with the bass riff in the middle. Yeah, the whole, no, that whole section. And that's a great opener. The only thing I don't like is the minute and a half ridiculous intro before you get to yeah. the actual song. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, although, you know what? I mean, it's a operatic kind of drawn-out intro to a record. It can be 30 but seconds. Because it's just an intro, I, I don't, I'm not going to really judge it too much on that. Right. Um, I like Breathing Lightning a lot. You um, do? Good. At first, I thought you didn't like that one. That is, a, that is, a, that, that is just a good well-written melodic song a little different for them right yeah yeah Sousa Rain or whatever it's called it's okay it's It's a little weird though for them and I like Blood Eagle Wings Um, I do not like Defend Avenge nope and Zero Tolerance I thought was garbage yep Um, absolute garbage zero quality I have zero tolerance for zero tolerance zero tolerance for zero quality Yeah. so anyway it just wasn't as expected I, I definitely like four or five songs on the album but you know it's no worship music but the, these songs I really do like um, so which one do you want to feature you know I want to play Breathing Lightning yep that was actually my, my first pick but it makes my second pick very easy and that is one of the greatest openers they've put on an album that is and that's why it, it set the bar I was like oh man if this keeps going this is going to be great album that's you gotta believe
right, Baco, you want to take us out? We have been double-shotted to death. Oh, my God. It's a lot of music. It's a lot to digest. You're going to double-shot to the gut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of music, and that's a lot of double-shots. So I'm just going to run down these band names. So we, in these last two episodes, and we'll put these in the show notes, we have hit, obviously we, we started with a, the rant about Queen Shrike and Dokken. So they were on there. But the other bands are Red Sun Rising, Monster Truck, Ghost. We've, we've got The Struts. The Struts. The, no, the band, The Treatment. The Treatment. <laughs> we, uh, we have a band called The Black Sabbaths. The Black Sabbaths. Oh, I wanted a little thing before we go. Did you know, I, okay, so I, I posted this thing on Decibel Geeks. Oh. Wall as well as ours. That yeah. was what was the announcement about ACDC? Oh, about like basically saying uh, Halford was taking over, right? For ACDC, and the article was on this. I guess it was a more. I'll just say it's more subtle version of the Onion. Where if you're, yes, okay, if you're kind of glazing over with your eyes and scanning, and you're reading the <laughs> article, you might not understand that it's a fucking joke. But what were some kind of some telltale signs when you were reading this article about about that it was a joke? Well. um because he filled in for Ronnie, not Ronnie James, and not Ronnie James Dio, but Ronnie <laughs> Doy. Uh, that was one of the reasons that Halford's credentials uh, were good. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's, it referred to Black Sabbath as the Black Sabbaths. Were you shocked how many people didn't even get the joke on the page? Did you see that? Who? Did you see the comments once that was posted on Decibel Geek? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. We'll go to, after the show, go take a look. There's about 35 comments. People are enraged saying, kill this link. This is a religious fanatic. There's people saying, like, this is bullshit. Blah, 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 <laughs> blah. This isn't true. Going off about how can they talk about this religion? This guy is an asshole. And I, I actually had to put that. I go, like, hey, by the way, this is actually satire. <laughs> yeah, it's got to read the damn fucking article. I, that's what I'm saying. Well, oh, actually, if they're saying that, they had to have read it. No. Well, yeah, they read it, but they didn't read it. Well, right. No, I mean, like, they... Scanned it. They scanned scarier. it. They scanned it. That's what, I, I just think it's funny how people people don't read, so... But that article was hilarious to me. You seem to enjoy it as well. Yeah, so... All right, so going back to the bands, obviously, Foo Fighters, then Art of Anarchy, that is the band that has Wyland in it, and... And the bass player from Disturbed. And the next band is... Supergroup. Heaven's Heaven's Basement, and then we actually did a an audible and did Megadeth, their new album Dystopia, two tracks from that, and Anthrax from for uh, for all kings. For all kings. That is a lot of music. So let's end this three part saga of double shots with a Volbeat concert review by friend of the show Todd Cunningham. We also mentioned a Hailstorm concert review at the beginning of the episode. But we are going to cut that for time. We like to keep these around an hour and add it to the next show. So take it away, Todd. Loose Cannon. Yes, sir. Baco. Not here. Todd Cunningham here. Sending you a (coughs) show review. Monday Mm -hmm. nights, I saw Monster Truck, Blackstone Cherry, and Volbeat. Great lineup. Went with my two buddies that I've known since like middle school, Tom and Andy. Um, Oh, yeah, Tom. Andy. Cool guy. Never been to the place before. Mm-hmm. It was Modesto Center Plaza in California. It was probably about an hour and a half from 
from where I live. Place probably once Volbeat went on, it was probably about 1,500 people. So decent crowd. First thing for me is, for some reason, I thought that Blackstone Cherry was the headliner. I wasn't all that excited because I was more excited to see Volbeat. But then my buddy Tom told me that Volbeat was a headliner, and I was like, hell yeah, very stoked. Listen to a couple clips of Monster Truck on iTunes before. They thought that, you know, was all right. Nothing too exciting, but pretty cool. But what I liked about them was when they played was their typical opening band. Didn't say much, just played the songs. One of the songs, I don't remember the song title, but the the singer said that we're from Canada and we're playing a song about hockey. And I was like, wow, a Canadian group talking about hockey. What a shocker. Yeah. Monster Trucks, like another truck band I know. They're from Canada. Monster Trucks from Canada. Then there's another band called Trucker Diablo, who is from Ireland. Both of them sound like they should be from Kentucky, kind of like Blackstone Cherry, a little Southern rock. I definitely recommend checking checking Monster Truck out, though. They at least download the song Don't Tell Me How to Live, and there's one on the first album called The Lion. I'm the story of a man who makes his way on his own. Anyway, next was Blackstone Cherry. Um, heard a couple of their songs. I like their southern rock vibe that they got going on. Yeah, I like Blackstone Cherry. Uh, Soul Machine from the new CD, Kentucky, was really good. And one of my fa- my other favorites were from the other album, Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. Good one. Was In My Blood and White Trash Millionaire, which mm-hmm. I really liked. Both solid. Was checking on them as well from iTunes, and they had a song which got one of the dumbest song titles I've ever heard it was called Blame It on the Boom Boom <laughs> and I was talking to my wife about that as I was playing the song and we both were saying we named our daughter's poop Boom Boom when she was a baby we were like oh honey did you make a Boom Boom in your diaper stupid stupid name but I have to admit when they played it in concert I was laughing but it was pretty catchy yes that, that song is ridiculously catchy but but stupid you know like a kiss song. But if you think about it, you could make we could do a whole episode of songs that have the word boom in it. Boom boom, let's go up to my room. Uh, here comes the boom by POD. Uh, guaranteed. We could get at least get 15 songs. But uh, yeah, thanks for that story about the poop. Blame it on the boom boom. Now see, I would ask you where you like it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you where you going to get it, see. Boom, boom. 
So then Volbeat started the show. About 9.45 they went on. They ended up playing till about 11.30, so about an hour, 45 minutes. So start the show with Doc Holliday from the Outlaw Gentlemen and Shady Ladies. I got to stop you right there. Doc Holliday is one of the greatest openers of any band right now. That first minute and a half to two minutes of just riffing before the lyrics kick in, absolutely kill, fucking destroy anything that any of the uh, big four or whatever have released in, in 20 years. Spectacular riffs. In fact, you'll hear it a lot of the uh, in our intro of our, to our show. So, Doc Holiday, great opener. Continue. Then it went to Hallelujah, 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 from Guitar Gangsters, Cadillac Blood. <clears throat> then Radio Girl from Rock the Rebel, Meet the Devil. Eh. Then into Lola Montez. Oh yeah, and good one. As soon as the first notes of the song started playing, the crowd went nuts. Sang every word. Love it. Dudes, that song is such a kick-ass song. Love that song. Then they went into Sad Man's Tongue from Rock the Devil. Who likes Johnny Cash? And before playing that song, Michael Polson, I think that is his name, the lead singer was talking about the band and saying that that they take their influences from Johnny Cash and Elvis Presley and kind of add a rock vibe to it. Same speech. Then he started playing... um, Same speech every time. Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash, and the fans were singing it, and he was saying that the song they're about to play was basically a, a Johnny Cash song that they just changed some words to. Uh, then they went into um, Heaven and Hell, Warriors Call, From Beyond Hell, and Above Heaven. Those songs, such kick-kick-ass songs. Love that song. And at the end, they kind of went into a song which I was kind of surprised about. It was, If I Only Want to Be With You. And I'm like, what? I'm, that's just kind of weird. And I was like, you know, the old Dusty Springfield song? Great cover. And I was like, all right, kind of kind of interesting. Didn't know until I got home and checked the internet that, that they cover this song. I thought it was 
he was just randomly just putting this into the show. But I love their version of it. Um, then they were about. Then they were going into uh, right before going to Devil's Bleeding Crown, their new song. Michael was talking to the crowd and saying that people had asked them, "Are they a devil worshiping band?" And they said, "No." They said, "Are you a Christian band?" Like, he said, "No." We're just into Volbeat and into the fans. So of course the fans went nuts. Uh, then they went into Fallen from the Fallen CD. Then into Dead But Rising from Outlaw Gentleman. Next was Lonesome Rider from Outlaw Gentleman. God damn. I'd seen the video for this song that the duet he does with. I can't remember the girl's name. Sarah, something or other. Yeah. That song is really, really good. I just love the rockabilly sound to it. Uh, then the title track to Gangsters. This is incredible. Sentence. Guitar Gangsters and Cadillac Blood. Then they went into talking about uh, group Teenage Bottle Rocket. I'd heard of the group before, didn't know much about them. Michael had said that the lead singer just uh, not the lead singer, the uh, drummer had just died. So they wanted, they ended up playing a cover of the song Rebound of theirs. And I found out that it's on their new CD. Next was $16 from Beyond Hell. Maybelline I Holfholder, I think that's the name of it, from Guitar Gangsters, then ended the show with Pool of Booze, Booze, Booza from Strength to Sound, the song. Then the encore was four songs, Hangman's Body Count, Who They Are, The Mirror and the Reaper, and ended with Still Counting. Man, these guys were kick, kick ass. Love them. The sound was amazing. The sound guy should just get paid so much money. He would made them sound so good. First time I've seen him. Yeah, I just got to stop you right there. This is one of the things I told Todd before before that he even saw Volbeatus. And this thing, this drives me insane. Whoever this, the guy that's the engineer, the man on the board, needs to be hired or cloned for the rest of the rock industry. I mean, I it has been few times I've heard a perfect mix that so we can hear the vocals perfectly, every every instrument. It's not a wall of of sludge like sometimes. And what's, what's shocking is I've seen bands come right before them and right after them at like fests where like, not that I'm a big fan of them anyway, but Five Finger Death Punch had the worst fucking sound I've ever heard directly after Volbeat. So this guy's a genius. It's not backing tracks. It's not anything like that. It's just, you can just hear everything clear, but I, I really wish all bands would sound as good as this, as far as from the live mix. I hope I get to see him at least three, four times had found out that they had played Modesto, I think, 2014, I think, because he talked about saying that they were glad to come back. I would see them again. Loved it. So that's it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully I didn't say um too many times. Talk to you guys later. Enjoy the show. Bye. Thanks, Todd. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing these guys again. I've seen them three times, and every time it, it's perfect. That sounds like... But I've never seen a full headlining set. I mean, that sounded like a good two-hour-plus show, or at least two hours. I mean, that was a kick-ass set list. But their new album is coming out soon. It's called Seal the Deal and Let's Boogie, which continues their streak of titles that either have an ampersand or a forward slash. You got Beyond Hell, Forward Slash, Above Heaven, Outlaw Gentlemen, and Shady Ladies. I really, really hope this one does not jump the shark. It's their sixth album and you know this will be the second one with rob caggiano in the studio is a guitarist formerly of anthrax and also producing and 
I did see Volbeat one time without Rob and one time with. I do think that live they, they, he's added a additional element of incredible to them for live. So, but really have big expectations for this. The first single, the the Bleeding Crown. Eh, I give it a B. I'm just hoping it's there's stronger stuff on the album. And not that Michael Polson's vocals are <laughs> easy to understand to begin with, but in this one, and I had to look at the lyric video for this. They actually have, and these roll off the tongue, Temple of Uruk and Take Him to Astaroth is part of one of the verses. So obviously about Lord of the Rings. So anyway, here's Devil's Bleeding Crown.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 